1: Hello, welcome to the World in 10. All the biggest stories from around the world as seen through the Times of London. I'm Somal Patel. And I'm Cara Bentley. International bank rescue, this time a Swiss giant. And the
0: UK's biggest police force is about to face a highly critical report that threatens the future of its unity.
1: lasting value by serving our clients with care and entrepreneurial spirit Credit Suisse So behind the glossy promotion are some Really big problems in the banking industry. Switzerland, which is, as you know, Cara, known for its chocolates and banks. So far, the chocolate industry is fine. Not so much the banking, though, as Credit Suisse becomes the latest, looking into the void of collapse. Was this a surprise? Apparently not to The Times' banking editor, Ben Martin. I mean, there have been years of scandals and setbacks at Credit Suisse. They suffered the biggest, annual loss ever, um, the biggest annual loss last year since the 2008 financial crisis. They were pulled into the Greensill affair in 2021. In the same year, they were hit by heavy, heavy trading losses after one of their big clients, an investment firm called Archegos, collapsed. So the market's always seen them, for a long time, they've seen them as being very weak. It's all looking a little bit 2008.
0: Yeah, except Credit Suisse didn't actually do too badly then, comparatively, in the financial crisis. It managed to weather the storm without a government bailout.
1: Unlike its rival-turned-rescuer, UBS, um, it's another Swiss bank and another that seemingly bagged a bargain. Not the pound that HSBC paid for the UK arm of Silicon Valley Bank. UBS bought Credit Suisse for over $2 billion, which actually sounds like a lot of money, but in reality, it's probably only just over a quarter of its true value. And as banks go, Credit Suisse was seen
0: as infallible. So after the financial crisis 15 years ago, Switzerland introduced strict so-called too-big-to-fail laws for its biggest banks. Never again went the thinking, should the Swiss taxpayer have to bail out a Swiss bank, as
1: happened with UBS? Never say never. Um, Swiss banks traditionally rely on that reputation symbolised by the bank's ambassador, the legend that is Roger Federer, you know, strong and reliable and also prone to winning. Uh, grand Slams. But then Credit Suisse is no stranger to Scandal. Um, it used to be the secret bank de jour of a lot of dictators over the years, including Ferdinand Marcos from the Philippines, Congolese dictator Mobutu Sese Seiko, and many more. It's also for Scandal's over things like money laundering for drug lords and tax evaders and actually survived
0: Mm, and and that means the question is are other banks safe now of course all the big central banks the bank of england the federal reserve in america are doing their best to make sure they are they've put in place extra sources of liquidity should any bank start to run out of money Now, the biggest police force in the UK is about to come under major criticism, being accused of having a toxic culture, failing to get to grips with a series of misconduct scandals and therefore at threat of being broken up into separate groups.
1: Yeah, we're talking about the Metropolitan Police, also known as the Met, a force known all the world over, serves the capital and is also in charge of counter-terrorism. It's been rocked by scandals and is under review at the moment. Now, the Times crime editors managed to get ahead of the curve with a scoop of what will be in this report into the force tomorrow. And it's not sounding good. Among the recommendations include breaking the force up and taking away its control of its counter-terrorism unit. In recent years, the Met hasn't just produced bad apples, so-called,
0: such as Wayne Cousins, the police officer who murdered and raped Sarah Everard. But according to figures released this month, there are 548 Met officers under investigation for alleged sexual wrongdoing or domestic violence. And of these, 144 were left on normal duties, and 236 were placed on restricted duties. 71 were suspended and 97 had left the force. Now, the Times' crime editor, Fiona Hamilton, has seen the recommendations from this report, but is also well aware of the problems herself. I mean, I've covered the the Met for a decade, and its response often seems to be a bunker mentality and a feeling of, um, why are you saying this about us, mm. rather than having a, a good look at, at, at the accusations themselves. So I think that is a really intrinsic part of the problem. Um, but there certainly is a stated will from the current leadership to, to sort this out. So Mark Rowley has been very clear that he thinks it's possible. He has started quite a few initiatives already to improve culture and standards. He's revetting officers, overhauling professional standards. Um, so we'll, we'll just have to see whether that works. Now Dame Lynn Owens, the Deputy Commissioner of the Met, has obviously seen the report already and she said, for those of us who care, our emotional response will be raw. Yeah, yeah.
1: Lots and lots of pomp and ceremony there, as you'd expect with the arrival of Chinese President Xi Jinping and that Russian television covering this big
0: event. There's a
1: great picture of the two of them. Uh, that's President Putin and Xi Jinping meeting at the Kremlin. President Xi is, of course, in Russia for talks with President Putin.
0: And it's a kind of meeting of political outsiders. It's the first time they've met since Russia's invasion of Ukraine and that arrest warrant issued by the International Criminal
1: Court for Putin's arrest last week. This meeting will be watched very, very closely internationally for any signs that Beijing is prepared to offer support to Moscow in its fight with Ukraine. Now, today is pretty much a meet and greet. It's tomorrow where we'll get to know more about what these two have been talking about. Now, ahead of this summit, both the Russians and Chinese have spoken out against the US and NATO, calling them bullies set on world domination. Sounds like a cartoon. Um, We'll have a chat with The Times' Russia correspondent Mark Bennett and get his take on what's happening tomorrow.
0: I don't know if you've ever walked down a street and a bingo hall or a Weatherspoon's building has caught your eye because you can tell it used to be a beautiful Art Deco cinema and you can just picture the people walking in and out and the films they might have seen. Well, in Italy, you get the same thing.
1: Closed down cinemas. And that was nearly the case for a 1950 cinema in the Trastevere district in Rome. One called Cinema America. Am I saying this right you are yeah brilliant uh, it's been vacant since around 2000 but in uh, 2012 it was taken over by a hundred activists who refurbished the inside organized film screenings and then refused to let it be converted into flats or a car park they were supported by none other than martin scorsese ken
0: loach wes anderson richard Gere, to name but a few However, the group was evicted in 2014 and they decided to show films in another deserted cinema having huge success and now a Rome court has blocked Cinema America's demolition and it's been called a victory for the activist whose leader says he's ready to talk to the owner
1: about taking it over for good. So over the weekend, you may have heard this. I say that I want to see the fire into the eyes. I want to see the fire into the heart. I want to see the right spirit. And not only in the training session, into the pitch. Because here you have to make the difference. And I'm not seeing this. And until now, I try to hide the situation. But now, oh, there are 10 games to go. So, yeah. I mean, quite hardcore criticism there. So after Tottenham Hotspur conceded two late goals to draw three all at Southampton, the head coach, Antonio Conte, launched what can only be described, Cara, as a 10-minute rant, uh, attack. Um, It was something quite extraordinary on his team in front of the world's press. So the questions are, why did he do it?
0: Did he speak to them the same in the dressing room? Does he want to get fired? (laughs) Did his personal emotions get the better of him? Well, the Times' chief sports correspondent, Martin Samuels, he thinks it wasn't an act, but it was because Conte genuinely wants the team to change. Maybe he knows he's on the way out and he desperately wants a trophy. And in Samuels' words, the fact he turned his fire on the team suggests his true yearning is for a more glorious death. And that's your lot from the World in 10 team. More tomorrow. Goodbye.